Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Sovereign AF podcast. My name is Regina Cornelio. And for this week's episode, I'm your host and one of your guests. We are going to talk about something really important, financial sovereignty. And uh, we're going to talk about the eight places that I recommend putting your money. And we're going to dive deep on three of them. My guest who I have with me is Ruben Romney, Director of Sales at Monarch IRA. Hi, Ruben. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me. Ruben so. is an expert on one of our strategies, which is the self-directed retirement plans. And I feel like that's probably the most unique strategy we're going to talk about tonight. For those of you that have followed me for a while and you've seen other financial uh, workshops of mine, you have never heard about that strategy. So that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, before I dive into the presentation, um, Ruben, can you tell us just a little bit about you and uh, how you kind of got into, you know, Monarch IRA and just a little background? Yeah. Um, so I've basically been some sort of entrepreneur most of my life. Um, from, you know, landscaping businesses to family entertainment, like trampoline parks to axe throwing, while also juggling the corporate life too in between. And um, just not, you know, the, the way Monarch came to me, one of my old business partners, um, we had, you know, sold a business and we paid a ton of taxes. And, and as most entrepreneurs, we didn't understand or didn't really think about retirement. It was just, we were going to work until we died, or we were just going to plan on selling our businesses for our retirement. And uh, basically I retired for a couple of years and uh, Ryan, my director came to me and said, Hey, have you ever heard of this? And he's like, we should have known about this because we um, spent so much um, on taxes. And so um, it's one of these things that it's, um, I wasn't really wanting to come out of retirement, but once I got my, got wind of it and learned about it and started my own, um, it's one of those things that we just, um, it's, it's hard not to um, share it to people and let everybody know, um, basically to, you know, try to fix the mistakes that, uh, that I didn't even know I was making at the time. Awesome. Wow. Retired and came out of retirement. Well, yeah. You must have done pretty well with all of your businesses, even with the annoying taxes. Right. It was it um, was one of those, um, you know, you, you think you have enough to retire, and then when you actually start spending the money and realizing how quick some of that savings, because it was just savings, right? It wasn't a retirement account; it was just savings account, and still investing, still doing those things, but realizing that it's it's uh, was dwindling really fast, especially in today's economy, and so. Um, when this came, when Monarch, I, I was a customer before a client, before I was started working for him because, um, the solo 401k is just, to me, it's still kind of, um, such a hack on, on taxes and things like that on retirement that, uh, it's almost unbelievable. Like you still get, when I talk to clients, they're like, how is this even possible? And so, uh, so it's one of those things that it's, um, it's pretty easy and it's a lot of fun to help people understand and, and get them to start compounding their retirement and not just stuck in some mutual fund that their fees are out um, weighing the, uh, the growth. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's going to be a common theme about the strategies that we dive deep into. It's going to blow people's minds and, uh, and I'll get into them and why they're not as common and as mainstream as you might think. Uh, I'm going to be very truthful as, you know, someone that works in the financial field, why these strategies are not more popular. So um, if you're ready, I think I'm going to dive into the presentation. And then I do want to say, guys, um, if you're watching live on Facebook, feel free to join the Zoom. Um, the benefits of joining the Zoom is you can actually come on camera when we do the Q&A at the end. I do want to ask you to hold Q&A probably to the end um, just so we can get through the presentation. I don't think this is going to take as long as we originally thought, um, but just write down your questions, hold on to them, and then we're going to get to all the questions at the end. 
All right, so let me share my screen and we're gonna get into it. And yeah, I actually have a PowerPoint for you guys. This is a different kind of episode today. <laughs> All right, and you're gonna learn a little bit about me. Um, I never thought I was actually gonna be a guest on this on my podcast, but here I am. So who am I? I've been in the financial retirement planning field since 2017, licensed in multiple states. I partner with companies that offer full-service, holistic retirement planning, life insurance, long-term care annuities, tax-free retirement. And as you'll see, like alternative style investing, I'm not your typical, if you know me, you know, I'm not your typical financial uh, professional. I'm also a former certified teacher. I'm a certified life coach and energy healer, and I'm into all things alternative. So we are going to talk about eight places I recommend putting your money. We're going to dive deep on three of them. All right. So let's get into it. What are the eight places to put your money right now? Um, as you know, right now is kind of a pivotal time in um, history, right? Crazy things are happening. Banks are going out of business. I just saw a report today that more banks are planning on going out of business. So where do you put your money? One of the first, the very first strategy that I'm going to talk about, which is one of my favorite that I utilize with clients, it's called cash value life insurance. And that is one of my favorite strategies to build tax-free income. Second strategy that we're going to dive deep on today is indexed funds how you can get gains without any losses in uh, retirement. The last one, which Mr. Rubin is going to help me with, is the self-directed retirement plan. Again, this is very unique. Uh, most companies and financial professionals don't even offer that. Most of them don't offer any of these three, especially number three. And I'll tell you why. Um, but yeah, this is very unique. And you're going to, we're going to blow your mind tonight. What are other places that I recommend? These may or may not be places that I um, directly help with, but um, I'm a very realistic person that knows what's going on, that doesn't believe everything in the news. So I do recommend other places such as land, uh, other types of real estate, but land is always going to hold value, especially if you can um, have a homestead and build sovereignty, right? Precious metals. Um, I recommend having physical precious metals in a safe at home. This is kind of like your, <laughs> pardon my French, we curse here sometimes, Ruben, but this is your, like, if shit hits the fan, um, and you got to trade silver for chicken, right? Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen and I'm not saying it's not, I don't promote fear. I just promote taking aligned steps. Um, to provide sovereignty for yourself. And I do have precious metals. I do recommend having that. Crypto. Uh, I've had two episodes on crypto. I am not a crypto expert. I do hold cryptocurrency. Uh, and I want to direct you to episode two, and I think it's episode 10. And to follow those two guys from the episode, they are crypto experts. And I do believe that there is a dark and a light side to crypto. So you have to use your intuition for everything you see here, everything you see on the internet, your intuition is number one. So how does that information resonate with you? How does anything we say tonight resonate with you? Run everything through your own intuitions, especially for crypto. This is also for when shit hits the fan. You know, I'm not opposed to having extra food, water, first aid, supplies, even some ammo. What are some good things if you had to trade with your neighbor? Not saying you're going to need that, but I think that you should have some extras in today's world. The last one, invest in yourself. Um, knowledge is power, skills with uh, the way we're headed and AI taking over many jobs, you know, having multiple streams of income, having knowledge in different areas, it is always wise to invest in yourself. All right, so we are going to dive in. Um, but before I get into the actual strategies, I want to talk about one thing. Why is it important to save for retirement? And what I see as a retirement professional, I was telling Ruben this, I can't tell you how many people I meet with in their 60s 
and they are retiring on social security, uh, a hope and a dream. And for me, I don't want to rely on the government for anything. Um, but it seems like retirement is that thing that everyone knows is important, but there's always something in your life today that takes precedence. Oh, my kid just broke his leg. Oh, I'm getting married. Oh, whatever it is, right? And you put it on the back burner. I'm going to call Regina, you know, next week or, oh, after the holidays, I'll talk to her. I can't stress enough, especially right now with all the crazy things going on to get some types of plans going to uh, review what you have and to plan for the future with inflation and everything else, you're going to need more money than you think for retirement. So it is very, very important. Just want to touch on traditional retirement rules. For some of you, this may be um, a review. You guys already know this. Some of you might not have a clue. So we've got a mixed bag. But for most retirement accounts, you can't touch until you're age 59 and a half or the IRS is going to penalize you. And for some, depending on the account, um, the IRS will force you to start taking contributions by 70. Why? Because the government wants their taxes. So it depends on the type of account. Um, and there's typically limits to yearly contributions. That is your traditional retirement rules. And if you know me, you know, I don't like rules. So our first strategy is going to avoid a lot of those rules. First strategy is cash value life insurance. This is getting kind of trendy online and on TikTok. I'm going to give you a very realistic view. Um, at the higher level, this is also infinite banking. Um, this is also a hack that wealthy people use to build their own banks and to leave wealth to their families and to build generational wealth. So um, even at the lower level, it's amazing what this strategy can do. And I'm going to show you. So let's talk about a couple things here. How um, different retirement savings accounts are taxed because taxes are important, right? You think they're going to go up or down? Hmm. Historically, it's only gone up. So what do you think, right? Um, what your tax rate is now versus retirement's probably going to be way higher. So um, it's so funny because, well, there's two, there's retirement plans are either pre-tax or post-tax. Most people I talk to have mostly pre-tax money. So that's why I also want to say retirement is not a one size fits all. Um, even for some of the questions I may get later, it's, it's going to depend on the situation, age, income level, family goals, et cetera. Like it's not a one size fits all. Um, I can't stress that enough. Looking at a full picture and your full portfolio is important to help you plan. Um, but most people have most of their money on the pre-tax side and it it sounds good, right? Oh, pre-tax, it's not tax up front. Well, you can either tax, I like this analogy. I actually heard this at the Tax Lean Code real, real estate investing webinar where, um, which is how I got connected to Ruben. Um, but you can either, when you're taxing your retirement, you can either tax a seed that you planted or you can tax the full bloomed plant. So which would you rather tax? The tiny seed or the full plant? The pre-tax side, you're taxing that full plant. So you're not taxing until you get to retirement. And we just said taxes are probably gonna go up, right? Now there are some benefits to that though. Um, it can lower your tax bracket. That's why there's not a one size fits all. Um, but your pre-tax accounts are your 401k, your traditional IRA, your 403b. Those are all pre-tax accounts. Post-tax accounts, there's really only two kinds. And this does give you some tax savings because you're taxed up front and then all of that growth is untaxed. So some people will actually use the term tax-free for post-tax. Is it truly tax-free? Um, there's always some type of tax somewhere, especially with the Roth, it's right up front, but the majority of uh, all of that growth is untaxed. So, um, you have your Roth IRA, which also plays by all the rules. It's just, when you pull it out of your account, you're not taxed, you are taxed up front. So the account balance that you see in your account is the amount of money that you're going to pull out. Whereas if you have a 401k, your account balance you see in your account 
is not the amount of money you're going to pull out in terms of when you pay taxes. The second um, post-tax account, which we're going to dive deep into, is uh, the cash value life insurance policies. In particular, I'm going to talk about it's called an IUL, Indexed Universal Life Insurance, okay? It provides tax-free growth. Um, you can ex uh, have access to it before age 59 and a half. Again, I told you I don't like rules, so this lets you bend the rules. Um, there's living benefits. So you ultimately, with this policy, you can check three boxes, tax-free income, living benefits, and a death benefit of life insurance. Living benefits is, God forbid, and you know, in today's world, everybody is getting the C word, right? The the cancer word. Um, heart issues. It is not uncommon for children to have the C word and heart issues today. Crazy things going on in our reality, um, unfortunately. The living benefits will protect you in a sense where, God forbid, you get critically, chronically, or terminally ill. You can access your death benefit portion of your policy um, pretty much right away, usually up to like 80 or 90%. And then obviously you have a death benefit if you pass away, your family is covered. So we're going to focus a lot on the tax-free growth and remember, if you have questions, write them down. We'll get to them at the end. Hopefully I'm not going too fast. I feel like I am a little bit. I'll have to check in on the chat here and there. Hey, everybody. Okay, what can an IUL be used for? Tax-free retirement yes. plan, college savings fund. It's in the fridge. Tax-free account. Please, uh, right mute your, please mute yourself if you're joining us on uh, on the Zoom. I should have had it like automatically mute. I'm a little tech slow, so I didn't know how to set that up. I'll be honest. Um, Tax-free retirement plan, college savings fund. I like IULs better for college savings. Um, instead of the 501c3 plan that most advisors provide, because let's say your child grows up and they're an amazing baker. Or they start a business in their teens and they're, they're designing video games or something and they don't want to go to college or they don't want to go right away, but they want to access that money. An IUL, they can access it as long as there is money in there, they can access it for anything. It's not designated for just college funds, like other college savings plans. And then it also provides tax-free retirement, which you can fund real estate, your business or other investments. Um, at the higher level, which is called infinite banking, if you're really pouring massive amounts of money in there, you can create your own bank. I'm not going to go deep into that strategy, um, but basically that strategy is if you pour enough money in there, and this is what wealthy people do, and then they take a loan out on that money, so they don't even need to use a bank. They use their own life insurance policy as a bank. Let's say they're paying that loan back at 5%, but their IUL gets 8%. Percent, they actually make money on the loan. So they make money by taking out loans. It's it's pretty high level, interesting stuff. Um, but even at the lower level, um, the strategy is pretty amazing. And then obviously the life insurance with living benefits. All right. Um, benefits of an IUL. And then I'm going to show you an example so you can kind of see how it functions. Great tax-free income, life insurance, living benefits. There's no limits to your contributions like a Roth or a 401k has limits. Um, it's based on how you design it up front. It's going to um, show you how much you can put in. You can access your money before age 59 and a half. Doesn't play by the retirement rules, which is perfect for someone like me. I don't like rules. Um, more advanced uses like creating your own bank, loaning yourself money, et cetera. Okay. I'm going to get into um, who qualifies any U.S. citizen without any major health issues between a newborn and age 82 must be able to properly fund it. So basically what you're doing with this strategy before I show you the example is you are overfunding a life insurance policy. So a part of your premium is paying for insurance and then the extra is going into an account. It's almost like having a Roth IRA within a life insurance policy. And that's indexing and compounding over time. And you don't have the typical rules attached to it. So there's a bit more flexibility, right? Okay. 
I am going to pull up an example of this for you. Thank you guys for bearing with me. I know I'm like slow with technology. Uh, and just so you guys know, this example, um, the company I use for this example is Fenji, Fidelity and Guarantee. I am not like the State Farm uh, financial person. I partner with dozens of A-rated companies. So um, for my IULs, I really like FNG and Allianz. Um, but it depends. You know, it's like buying a car. There's, there's different colors and features, but it's mostly pretty much the same. Sorry, I'm just scrolling. Bear with me. All right. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger for you guys. Okay. Can we see everything we need to? All right. So this is an example of a 30-year-old female who is going to pay into her IUL for 30 years. So this is a just a startup account healthy 30-year-old female. And I just want to give you an example of um, how this functions, right? It might be different for you, your budget, your needs, et cetera. But a healthy 30-year-old female, and she pays in for 30 years, I believe, and she's doing $500 a month. Now, the three columns that you see on your screen, you see the guaranteed assumption column, the non and then two non-guaranteed columns. Let me just quickly explain what that means. Guaranteed is what you are guaranteed. This is an indexed account. Um, your money is tied to an index. It cannot lose money, but you're not guaranteed a set rate every year, like a whole life policy. Okay. Um, but typically whole life policies don't get more than like 3% or so, whereas an IUL averages eight to 10%. So this illustration is actually on the conservative side. They won't let you illustrate too high because they don't want to set people up for, you know, unrealistic expectations. So the guaranteed is what you're guaranteed, which is only 0.25%, right? We're not doing this for the guarantee. We're doing this for the possibilities and the average uh, history over time shows eight to 10%. And the middle is a non-guaranteed 4.75%, which is still on the low side. Um, and then on the right-hand side is the current interest 7.16. Um, and it might actually be higher than that, but they cap it at what I can show you for an illustration again, so that you don't have unrealistic expectations. But we're going to look at the right-hand side because it is historically closer to average than the other two. Okay. So paying in $500 a month, 6,000 a year, and then I bumped it a little bit over time. And at year 11, she's doing a thousand a month or 12,000 a year, and then stays at that for the remainder of uh, her paying in. So she pays in until 60 from 30 to 60. Okay. And then at 61, you can have this policy pay you yearly or monthly like a pension if you want. So if she turns on that guaranteed income, and I think I did it for 25 years. So she paid in for 30, it's going to pay her for 25 years. She started at 500 a month and then went to at year 11, a thousand a month. Okay. Nothing super crazy. It's going to pay her $74,364 a year tax free. So imagine that tax free for 25 years. Again, if she wants to set it up to pay her for 30 years or 35 years or 20 years, you can set this up how you like. At that point, at age uh, 61, when she starts to receive it, um, her account value is 853,000. And then it starts, if you look at the surrender value in the middle column, it starts to go down as it's paying her out. And as the Surrender or cash value goes down. The death benefit also goes down. Those accounts are linked. So when you reduce one, you reduce the other. At the end of, um, by year 80, by the time she's 85, it pays her $74,364 for 25 years. She paid in a total of $324,000. 
it paid her $1.85 million tax-free. So we're talking about an, uh, a life insurance policy where she paid in between 500 and $1,000 for 30 years. You know, it's, it's nothing too, too crazy here. This is not even infinite banking. And it quadrupled her money tax-free. Now, at 85, her surrender value, I'm trying to yeah. highlight it. I don't know if you could see it. Her surrender Why value. The Alex of the house. Is uh, gonna mute. And uh, just a reminder, guys, if you're hopping on here, please make sure to mute yourself. Um, now at age 85, after she just received income for 25 years, her surrender value is kind of low. It's only twenty five thousand seven ninety two, um, and her death benefits two hundred nine thousand. But then, if she doesn't receive any more payments, that's going to start to grow again. And as you let's look at ninety five. Okay. And at 95, it's back up to 329,000 and her death benefits 392,000. If she lives to a hundred and she doesn't touch that money that's in there, she's got $754,905, the same amount of cash value as her death benefit. Those columns are now the same. If she lives to 110, who knows with technology, right? She'll have 2.5 million in either cash value or death benefits. So this is just showing you at a lower level how a cash value insurance policy functions. Um, and it's it's designed differently. Again, it's not a one size fits all. That's why you have to kind of look at everything, your entire portfolio, your age, your health, et cetera. Um, and if you have any questions about that, please jot it down. Um, and we will get back to that. So there was actually one other thing I wanted to show you guys with that. Hold on. Hang on one second. I wanted to show you the, um, living benefits, which I think are really, really cool. Sorry, scrolling. Okay. So if you're, if you're wondering what are living benefits, like I said, this policy checks three boxes, tax-free retirement, living benefits, and life insurance. So living benefits is, God forbid, if you got critically, chronically, or terminally ill, you can access that death benefit portion while you're alive. So this is just an example, okay, with this exact illustration I showed you that, that uh, female, 30-year-old female, at age 70, if she got critically ill, it can access up to almost $400,000 tax-free of the life insurance benefit. She got chronically ill. She can access $144,000 in terminal illness. She can access, this is at age 70, so it's going to vary based by age. Um, she can access up to $638,000. Um, I know from experience, my mom, who's on the Zoom here with us, um, just beat cancer this year. But she did so alternatively. So it was, and still is 100% out of pocket. So something like this would have come in uh, majorly handy for her, as you never know um, what's going to happen. So I'm going to hop back into the presentation. We're going to jump into the second strategy, and then I'm going to turn it over for Ruben for the third strategy, and then we'll take questions. Okay. Give me one second because I'm slow as usual. <laughs> All right. Strategy number two. Indexed funds. When I talk to people, I am amazed at how many people do not know about indexed yeah. funds. I want to tell you one thing about the financial field. It is a commission-based field. So in general financial professionals and financial companies make more money putting your money in mutual funds and stocks and charging you fees every year. Guarantee they make way more than whatever you're making. So for strategy two and three, a lot of times it's not offered because they're not making as much. I'm just going to be honest about that. So Retirement options. There's three types of retirement accounts. Okay. There's your variable, your fixed, and your fixed indexed or indexed. Okay. Most people know on the left hand side about your variable, right? That's your typical 401k. Almost all 401ks are variables. 
Um, that's not my favorite type of investment. It goes up and down with mutual funds and stocks. You have some great years. Uh, you have some bad years. And if the bad year is on the year you're retiring, oops, sorry, you can't make it up. You just lost 30% and you're still paying fees no matter what. Um, and remember, if you lose 30% one year, the next year you have to gain, I think it's like 42.3% just to get even from the previous year. Um, so that's your variable account. Uh, most variable accounts will also have a fixed option. So they'll ask you what's your risk tolerance. You could put some in fixed. A fixed account is like a glorified savings. Usually it's up to 3%. You'll be lucky to get four or higher. Um, you're not going to get double digit growth or anything like that in a fixed account. A fixed indexed account is um, like a hybrid of the previous two, the variable and the fixed. Okay. So it gives you gains without losses. It allows you to capture stock market gains without any losses. So it's completely safe. There's zero risk, just like a fixed, but it allows you to get double digit gains. Um, so how that works, right? Because you're thinking, how the heck does this work? Your account is tied to an index, but not in the index. So if the index goes up, your account goes up. If the index goes down, your account stays level. All of the money that you've put into it and all of the interest you've gained so far, you do not lose. So that is how an indexed account works. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this strategy. Who qualifies for an indexed annuity? Any U.S. citizen, usually up to age 79, different companies will have different age limits. Um, anyone who has a retirement account, like a 401k, a pension IRA, that they can roll over into an indexed account. Um, or you can even do a lump sum of cash. Uh, I'm going to show you how that works in... Um, you could do a lump sum account where you set it and forget it and just let it grow. Or you can do an account where you pay in over time. Um, so as long as you are, you know, 79 or younger and you have a startup budget of at least $100 a month, you can do an indexed annuity. All right. So I am going to show you a couple examples. I'm going to show you an example of a uh, one of my favorite lump sum indexed annuities. And it's by a company called Athene. It's the number one indexed annuity company in the country. And this is a lump sum account. It's called Acumax. And it's my favorite for uh, rollovers where the person doesn't want to contribute or maybe they can't contribute right now. This is a seven-year product. So I'm going to go over the pluses and the minuses of annuities as well. And I see there's a question in the chat. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just answer that. Can you roll over a 401k without penalty? Uh, um, yes, we're going to, we're going to get to questions later. I'll answer that really quick, Heidi. Yes, you can roll over a 401k without penalty as long as you go from like to like. So if you have an old 401k from a previous job, um, if typically if it's not attached to your work, it's a lot easier to roll it. If it is attached to your work, sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but you can roll that into a traditional IRA. You can only roll like to like. So you can roll a 401k to a traditional IRA because they're taxed the same. You can't roll a 401k to a Roth IRA. They're not taxed the same. So yes, you can typically without penalty. Um, and that is something I always check for clients before uh, making a recommendation. I double check to make sure that there is no penalty because I don't want any surprises popping up. All right, let me just pull this up. Told you I am very slow when it comes to tech. So I'm going to show you a lump sum option. This is my favorite lump sum account just because I want to show you guys what indexed annuities actually can do because you are going to be surprised. This one's going to blow your mind. Okay. I have a client now and I believe she's actually on this Zoom webinar and um, she has a Roth IRA and we want to have... Uh, some in a lump sum account and some in an account where she can contribute sometime soon, right? So we are putting some into Athene Acumax. And this is designed to max out as a lump sum account. So you are tying your money to an index. My favorite index that they have is the AI powered multi-asset index, just based on performance. Um, and I'm going to show you a few things here. 
Okay. So again, you're tying your money to an index. So this is not guaranteed. Okay. There is no way for me to tell you how an index product is going to perform. The best idea I can give you is based on history and the history of that index. So that's what I'm going to show you here is if someone put a hundred thousand dollars in this lump sum within Acumax annuity. Okay. On the left-hand side, let me see if I can make this a little bigger for you guys. The left-hand blue box, the darker blue box, is going to show you the most recent 10-year index scenario for this index. In the middle is the highest 10 of the last 20. And on the right is the lowest 10 of the last 20. I always like to look at the lowest. Um, I like to be very realistic with clients. I like to under-promise and over-deliver. But $100,000 in a seven-year, this is only seven-year product, um, down here at year seven, the, the interest does not hit to year seven. So that's how this functions. But year seven in the most recent 10-year scenario, this index is projecting to be 395,882. So almost four times your money. Now in the highest of the last 10 years, 393,000, and then the lowest, which I like to focus on, so we're realistic, is still more than tripling your money at 372,627. So let me answer probably a couple of questions that you have. Um, this is a minimum of $10,000. So if you have an old retirement account, whether it's a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, 401k, if it's not connected to current employment, you can roll it in here. If it is, we would have to see, I'm not sure. You can also put cash in here. I've had clients do that as well. It's a minimum of $10,000. Um, and the downside, really the only downside is um, you're in an annuity. So if you took cash and you put it in here, it's not as liquid, right? You can't just pull it out. If you, um, number one, if you pull it out before 59 and a half, you're going to pay 10% to the IRS. Number two, you do not want to touch your money until it's done with the seven years in this product or you're going to pay a penalty. There's really no point in touching it. So this is for money you you don't need for at least seven years. Um, so I want to explain a couple more things here for you guys. Let me see if I can zoom in. So this is a 45-year-old that put in $100,000. It was just an easy round number. As you can see, year one, accumulated value is 100,000, hasn't gotten any interest yet. But the death benefit, God forbid something happens, um, your beneficiary gets that whole 100,000 plus any interest that it has gained, even if it's not showing up in your account yet. So let's say at age 49, God forbid this person passes away, their account still says 100,000, right? The interest hasn't hit, but their beneficiary is going to get 239,275. So it is um, accumulating. It just doesn't hit the account until year seven. And at year seven, um, it's 395,082 projection, not a guarantee. It's a projection, not a guarantee. Okay. It's a likelihood. I like to tell clients, you know, your money's just planning it doubling. Maybe it'll triple. This is projecting even more. Um, again, it's, it's my favorite lump sum account. And I, you know, wanted to show you the power of indexing. Whereas you're thinking, oh, it's not that great. I don't know. Why didn't my financial advisor tell me? It's pretty awesome. Um, all right. I am, I know I kind of went fast through these. So write down any questions that you guys have. And then Ruben, I'm going to, I'm going to stop and I'm going to let you jump into strategy number three. Okay. Can you see my screen? Okay. So, like I said, Ruben, if you guys jumped in late, I'm Ruben with Monarch IRA. Um, we specialize in self-directed retirement. Um, basically, the idea behind Monarch is that we are founders um, realized that, you know, there are investments that we can do with our retirement account and retirement funds, but there's, um, most of the, uh, re providers or the institutions limit those to stock market, basically stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. 
And so what we decided we did is we made um, a, basically a vehicle that um, to set everything up and to give the um, give you full access to your retirement funds. So the the kind of the biggest and the best is the solo 401k. Um, it is, um, let me dive in real quick. So basically we're going to kind of, we're going to hit like the 30,000 foot view of this. Um, we're not going to get into a lot of details, but of course, after this, um, you can, uh, hit up either of us and we can, um, dive into more detail. So the introduction, the solo 401k is a retirement savings plan designed for self-employed individuals or small business owners without W-2 employees. Um, and so the IRS actually lists the qualifying um, to be able to be qualified for the solo 401k is just have self-employment activity. What does that mean? That means that you could be on like going through the process of setting up your business and it doesn't have to be your main business. It can be a side hustle or something of that nature. Um, and they also do not require any self-employment income to get started on your solo 401k. Um, one of the biggest advantages of the solo 401k over like a traditional IRA or even a self-directed IRA is the contribution limits. Um, this year's contribution limits on an IRA, if you're under 50, was $6,500. Um, if you do the solo 401k, your contribution, your total contribution limit goes clear up to $66,000. Um, so almost 10 times the amount that you can contribute to your uh, solo 401k. Also, if you're over 50, they do have a, um, a catch-up clause where you can actually, this year's contribution limit would have been 73500 um, so what were we talking about when we're talking about self-directed retirement? Like I said, normal traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, you're, you're locked into investing some portion of the stock market. Um, with the self-directed account, you can invest in just about anything you want. That can be tax liens, that can be real estate, raw land, um, uh, cryptocurrency, precious metals, um, a startup. You know, it doesn't really there's it's up to your imagination, really what you you want to invest in. There are a few little rules that we'll go over in just a minute, but it's uh, it really opens the door for your portfolio to be truly expanded. The other nice thing about the solo 401k is that it has both a traditional and Roth sub accounts inside of it. So the way we set it up is we set it up as a special purpose trust for retirement. Um, the trust is your entity. So that has your EIN, your tax ID numbers. Um, and then it allows you and a spouse to be in it together. And each of you will have your own separate traditional and Roth sub accounts. So what we were talking about earlier was making those decisions. It's not a one size fits all, obviously, if it's traditional or Roth, but with the solo 401k, you can make that decision. So um, like Regina said earlier, you might be just above a tax bracket where it makes sense to contribute to that traditional account. So it'll lower your taxable income and bring you down below a tax bracket, maybe jumping from like a 24% tax down to an 18% tax or something of that nature. Um, but the nice thing about the solo 401k is you can decide which um, account you want to contribute to. Um, once again, we won't get into a lot of it, but basically, um, you know, a traditional account is your tax deferred account. That's what most of your, your 401ks, your 403bs, more of your traditional retirement you get from your um, normal W-2 jobs. Um, and then obviously the Roth is your post-tax. Um, like I said, the great saying is um, you're getting on the Roth, you're, you're paying tax on the seed, so you don't have to pay tax on that crop. One thing that the, the solo 401k also offers is a loan option. This is not how we directly invest out of it, but if you ever need to or want to, borrow against your retirement account, you can borrow 50% of your account balance up to $50,000, whichever is less. Those funds can be used for any purpose. Um, 
you know, I do a loan every year. I use it to invest because why? Um, for one, when I pay my loan back, I'm just paying interest back to my retirement account. I'm not paying it to a bank or any other institution. And those funds that I'm borrowing are tax-free because it's a debt I'm paying back that doesn't show up on my income tax statement. So I use it as an investment opportunity that I can use tax-free money to grow on the business side of life, pay back my, or make my payments back. And then uh, it just grows my retirement a little bit um, with that interest that I'm paying back. The way we directly invest with the solo 401k is we actually set up a certified retirement checking account that you have full control over. We call this checkbook control. Um, this differentiates us from a lot of other people that allow self-directed retirement. Um, what they do is they um, set up self-directed retirement account for you. But if you want to use your funds, you actually have to write them like a doc, fill out a document saying, hey, I would like to invest in this rental property. Um, they would usually wait seven to 10 business days to approve it and send you your funds because like Regina said, we, they love to hold your money, right? They're going to hold your money until the very last minute because they're leveraging your funds and using your funds in, you know, while we sleep. So um, what they, like I said, in the other ones, they, they make you fill out a document, ask for permission to use your funds. They send you your money seven to 10 business days later, and then they charge you up to, I've seen $125 for a transaction fee to do that. With us, we set you up with checkbook control. We've partnered with one of the best banks in the, in the self-directed retirement market is called Solera National. Um, they are FDIC insured, publicly traded. They get the award for the top 200 um, healthiest banks in the nation. Most of us have never heard of them before we started with Monarch because their niche and their specialty is only retirement. So they allow this to happen. Um, and the, the beauty of it is now you can invest immediately. So if you have an investment opportunity, you can cut a check, you can do an ACH, you can do a wire transfer. Um, you have an online app, or I'm sorry, online banking, you have a mobile app, you have a physical checkbook, and you have no transaction fees. So you get um, no transactions, more control, and also more privacy. You don't have to divulge your investment choices to some third-party administrator. Uh, maybe it's a, a new startup or a new idea that you don't want out in the world yet. You don't have to do that with us. Um, a few of the rules, one's called disqualified persons. So in, in retirement land, we have to do arm's length investing. This means that we cannot invest or do business or basically interact with um, our lineal ascendants and descendants. So that's our grandparents, our parents, ourselves, our children, our grandchildren, and their spouses. So for instance, I can't rent my rental property that's owned by my solo 401k to my daughter. Um, Kind of the reasons behind that. This is according to Ruben, but um, the IRS knows that I'm gonna I'm gonna give my daughter a break. I'm gonna not gonna charge her a full rent like a fair market value. So what does that mean? That means my daughter's benefiting from my retirement account before I hit 59 and a half or older when I decide to kind of sunset and start withdrawing. And also my retirement account is not growing at the rate that it should. So. Um, but with those people, they're very, it's a very designated group. If it's your brother, your sister, your aunt, uncle, cousin, business partner, whatever, you can invest with those people. So just stay away from, like I said, kind of the lineal ascendants and descendants, trunk of the family tree, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then, uh, then you're good there. The other one is we cannot invest in collectibles. So we got to leave the art antiques rugs, automobiles, they list the, the wine collection cannot go in the, in the uh, retirement account. Um, I think that's more because on Friday nights, it usually depreciates, but, uh, but really, um, collectibles are the only thing we can't invest in. And then also we can't personally sign for anything in our retirement. Like I said, we're, we're prohibited from, or we're a disqualified person. And that means that, for instance, if if we wanted to use your retirement account to put a down payment on a on a property, um, there's a thing called a non-recourse loan. Um, Solera Bank actually is the best one in the industry right now, from what we understand, for doing it, the best rates and the easiest access. 
But basically what it is, is it means that it uses your property as the collateral. You don't sign for it personally. They don't use your personal credit or anything like that. So it's, um, it's actually a really good thing for, um, like I said, not tying yourself to, to it personally. But, uh, but really, those are the kind of the two rules. Um, stay away from disqualified persons. Don't buy collectibles. And make sure if you do a loan, you can't sign for it personally. Um, solo 401k is very easy to administer. In this, you are actually the um, administrator. You are the trustee. You are the employee. And you're the employer. So you wear all hats in this. Um, and actually, you're the custodian. So you do not have to um, ask for permission or, or do anything that, you know, uh, would slow down your investment processes. We are here as far as Monarch. We are here for any um, education. Um, if you have a question on, you know, precious metals, for instance, there's some rules in retirement with precious metals because we're disqualified from dealing with our retirement. We can't hold our precious metals like in our own house. Um, that's one of the biggest deterrents. I think of the people have on, on doing precious metals, but um, they, they can be held in a vault. Um, I just went and toured a vault the other day to kind of get an idea of how that process works to make sure that I'm not just getting bamboozled on. They're saying that my precious metals are just sitting over there. Um, they are, they, um, it, when they go into a vault, they'll take pictures of it. Um, you can technically go visit it, but you can't keep them in your own home. But those are the type of questions that Monarch's here for you in the future. If you decide to change an investment choice, want to, you know, maybe invest in an index fund and we can help you set that up so that um, it's done properly and we're not causing taxable events. Um, obviously that's the, the tax shelter that the retirement offers. Sometimes a picture's, you know, worth a thousand words. Really quick, this is kind of how, a quick diagram of how this solo 401k is structured. ABC trust, you would name your trust something, whatever you want. This is not your living trust. I always recommend not putting your name in this one though, um, mainly for anonymity and, and keeping, if you were to buy a property and somebody were to sue that property, it's always nice to uh, make them dig a little bit deeper, especially that overzealous lawyer that um, wants to work on uh, contingency, make him work a little bit before you can find out. And usually if they have to work a little bit, they tell them to, that it's not worth their time. But anyway, you would name your trust. Um, like you said, spouses can be in it together. Um, you would have your own separate traditional and Roth accounts inside there. Um, and the other nice thing is uh, we can go through this deeper. It kind of gets in the weeds a little bit, but we can actually combine those accounts. If Let's say you want to do an investment of $20,000 into um, something, and you wanted to make sure that you and your spouse were growing your retirement at the same time. You can use $10,000 from um, the husband's account, $10,000 from the spouse account, and combine those. So you can actually grow it together. These are once again, just some examples of things that you can invest in. Like I said, it's more up to your imagination and what you want to invest in. Um, obviously abiding by the rules we talked about a little bit ago. <clears throat> and then um, our normal init um, initial setup fee, if you go to our website, it's 1997. Um, with um, being, Part of this group, we've offered a $200 discount. Um, so basically, if you reach out directly to me, um, make sure you state that. Otherwise, you're just going to get charged the $19.97, which we wouldn't want to do. Um, Regina also is going to um, be working with a lot of you directly because um, obviously her investment strategies coincide with um, or you know have some different angles. So um, but like I said, it's it's. It's $17.97 to set up. So we set up everything. Like I said, we don't, you know, we, you don't have to do any legwork or any, anything like that. We set up your solo 401k. We set up the special purpose trust, the entity, the tax ID number, all the doc prep that goes with that. Also with Solera, they do charge fees, but we actually get a discount because we provide so many customers to them. We take that discount and pass it on to you. So when you pay us, there is no additional bank fees that you would have to pay after you sign up. And then, like I said, we don't have any um, transaction fees, hidden fees, service fees. Like if you have a, a 401k or an IRA at Fidelity, for instance, they're charging you one to 3% of whatever your account balance is. The more you grow, the more they make. We don't have that either. 
So we truly have a $250 flat rate annual maintenance fee, which would be a year after your, um, you set up your solo 401k that maintains your solo 401k, any trust edits or alterations we need to do to your trust. Let's say you started with, um, with one LLC as your kind of your growth. And then you, you decided to open a second LLC for another business venture. Um, you can have multiple sponsoring entities. You just um, email us over to our processing team. Let them know that you want to add that new LLC and that new um, EIN number to your trust. We do that. Um, also, any legal entity renewals we do, we pay those annual bank fees. So like I said, you're just, uh, it's, a, it's the most true $250 flat rate fee I've ever seen. And so um, it's pretty straightforward, um, it, but it's the biggest retirement hack there is as far as contribution limits, as far as having both the Roth and traditional to be able to make your choice what you want to contribute to. And, uh, and one thing I didn't mention on this, um, when I mentioned the, the contribution limits of $66,000 this year, it actually goes up to $69,000 next year. But that is for each of you. So it's not combined. So it's $69,000 for one spouse, $69,000 for the other spouse. So it's, it's a big, big um, game changer when it comes to contributions. Regina, do you have anything you wanted to, that I maybe missed out on? I think you did awesome. And I actually just thought of a question myself as you're okay. talking. Hopefully I'll remember it. Um, but before we get into questions, I want to give both of our uh, contact info in case people don't hang out for all the questions. So please let them know, um, how do you want to be contacted? And then I'll, um, you can, you can stop sharing and I'm going to pull up a screen with my contact info as well. Yeah. So you can reach out to me at Ruben. Um, I should have made a screen for my contact information, I guess, but, um, it's Ruben, which is R-E-U-B-E-N, just like the sandwich, um, at monarchira.com. Um, or, like I said, Regina is going to be um, working with us very closely. If you reach out directly to her, she can uh, um, definitely pass on your information. But basically, what we do is um, do a quick consultation, kind of go over what what's the best avenue for you. And, uh, and then, like I said, um, it use, and it also only takes us about seven to 10 business days to get it set up. So if you're in a situation where you're like, wow, this could really be good for 2023, as long as it's established before the end of the year, you can contribute all the way up until you file your taxes. So you can sit down with your CPA, you know, in January, February, March, even April and say, okay, what's my best strategy right now? Um, I can contribute this much to my Roth. How much, you know, we're, or, or I, I'm sitting right above a tax bracket. I want to drop to that next tax bracket. So you don't have to figure it all out before December 31st. You just have to have your account established before December 31st. Okay, awesome. I'm going to share and just put my contact info up as well. Hang on, let me make this full screen. All right, we are going to get to questions. Um, before we do that, my contact info, guys, and just to let you know, if you're hopping on late, I would definitely go back, watch the whole thing. It'll be available in the Facebook group. I am going to have it edited up on YouTube and Rumble. Um, if you can't find it, just message me and I'll, I'll send you, I'll email it to you. If you registered online, which I recommended doing, you'll get an email of the replay. I do recommend going back to watch everything. Um, I typically offer my network five, um, five sessions for five different families a month. I do it for free. There's no charge. I'll see if I can extend that maybe to six or seven sessions. It's on a first come first serve basis. And I actually, while I was doing this, I was getting booked up already. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Don't wait till after the holidays. It's important to have another set of eyes on uh, your portfolio, especially someone who is alternative minded, does know what's really going on in this world. Um, that's my email, sovereignafcoach at Gmail. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, so do reach out to schedule that and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Uh, no additional fee there. So we can just take a look. Doesn't hurt to get another set of eyes. Um, oops, wrong way. 
Q and A. Actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take it off so that we can uh, be bigger. And anyone on on Zoom can hop on live. And this is why I recommended people registering and getting on Zoom because you can actually come off camera if you want. But I am watching the Facebook chat. I do have one question, Ruben, and then I'll let you guys kind of hop in. Um, I know that you said you can have husband, like, like if I was married, me and my husband would be in the solo 401k, but let's say I set one up today. I'm not married, but then five years from now I am. Can I add them into the solo 401k? Yeah, you definitely can. Um, it's one of those, you know, and there's no additional fee to do that. So, um, you, that would be part of that $250 annual fee is altering that trust, adding the LLCs or whatever. But also, yeah, like I said, if there's a, a marriage or, you know, heaven forbid a divorce. Um, but if, if you uh, definitely get married and want to add a, add a, a second trustee um, or co-trustee, you can definitely do that. Cool. And I think there's one thing that, um, I don't know. I mean, you, you basically went over this, but I want to stress that your strategy of self-directed literally incorporates multiple of those strategies. I said out of the eight, you can buy real estate land, you can buy crypto, you can buy, um, precious metals, index funds. You can incorporate those four out of eight all within the self-directed plan. So I love that. I, I just love how unique this is. Um, when I tell you it's unique, I asked one of the owners of uh, one of the financial companies I work for, does he know what a self-directed retirement plan is? And he said, oh yeah, it's a SEP IRA. I'm like, no, not a SEP IRA. And he's like, oh, he did not know. And he's been in the financial field for 20 years. So don't think that people know about this because they don't. And I just learned about it this year and I've been in the industry for seven years. Um, does anyone have questions? Feel free to come on on zoom or on chat. Um, and you know, any, anybody have any, any questions about anything? Feel free. I'm watching the Facebook chat and you can also come off, you know, unmute yourself or type it into the chat. If you're on zoom, you don't have to come on camera if you don't want to. Um, and someone asked during the presentation, if you missed it, can you roll over a 401k without penalty? The answer is yes. As long as you go from like account to like account. Um, the only time you're going to pay taxes usually is if you're pulling it out of the retirement plan. Um, so what, I know you guys have questions. <laughs> We're probably going to get hit with a ton of questions in the Facebook group and I'm going to get lots of emails later. Um, but I don't want to hold Ruben too much later because I know that he's wants to go eat dinner and, and have family time. So if you do have a question, hop on and then I don't, you're not in, are we connected on Facebook, Ruben? I don't, I don't know. know. Really. I might need to. Um, well, any questions that I get, I'll just, I'll just direct them to you and tell them yeah. to like email you. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. If there sure. is any. Um, is there, do you have any questions about anything I went over or did I miss anything? I don't think so. You did awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, so you're talking about rolling over like, like to like, right. But let's sure. say you had somebody that wanted to really invest with Roth money and they're willing to pay the taxes right on, on a traditional inside that solo 401k, you can see you have both a traditional and a Roth account. You can actually roll over from your traditional to your Roth. It does cause a taxable event. You got to pay income tax on that. But like you said, is taxes ever going to go down? No. So you can have, they call it kind of the golden Roth or, or you know, the backdoor Roth. But um, you can actually roll over from your traditional account to your Roth account and uh, in a very simple move where it, it's usually pretty complicated to do outside of the, of, you know, like a traditional IRA or something like that. I love that. I love how you and I are very like-minded. Like we're always looking for hacks and legal ways to cut out the government. And I think that pretty much all of our viewers think the same way. So if you're looking for that alternative financial advice, you found it with both Ruben and myself. Um, if you're interested in anything here, uh, message me, we can meet if you're interested in the self-directed only, feel free to reach out to Ruben or we can chat 
Um, and then I can send you back to Ruben. No problem there. But yeah, I, um, I don't see any other questions popping up. So I'm going to end the recording. So thank you guys so much for watching on zoom on Facebook. Um, and yeah, thank you for this episode. Anyone that watches this after it goes live, feel free to reach out to me or Ruben, if you have any questions and, um, we have two more episodes left and then we're going to take a much needed break for the season. It's been awesome with this podcast and, um, thank you so much, everybody.